Hi, this is David Flower, senior pastor at Grantham Church, an intergenerational convergent third-way congregation with the Brethren in Christ U.S., and located in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast and for following the sermons that I and many others preach at Grantham. This is a free podcast, and it'll always be that way, but if you'd like to give and help further the work we're doing for the kingdom, we'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to do that, you can do that by going to granthamchurch.org and clicking on the Giving tab. Whether you're a member of our church or you're listening as a parishioner, it's our greatest desire that you would encounter Jesus and be changed by the good news wherever you are. Anyway, God bless you, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, some of you will recall a couple months ago, uh, we introduced to you Pastor Royal Rye. There he is. <laughs> uh, Pastor Royal had reached out to us. He is a church planter, and he reached out to us wanting to know if his congregation, his new congregation, could use our building to meet in. And so in talking with Royal, we quickly discovered this isn't any normal facility rental. (laughs) Uh, This is and and turned out to be a partnership. And we've been developing this partnership between our churches in the last couple of months. And today I wanted to sit down with Royal and allow you a chance to hear about who he is, where he's come from, and what God is doing with his congregation, the Ignite Church. Would you welcome Pastor Royal Rye this morning? Welcome, brother. (laughs) There you go. You want to just have a seat there? We'll have a little chat. (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Grandpa. Well, Roel, I want to start off uh, just with you telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, I've gotten to know this guy quite a bit because we meet once a month uh, at Spice. If you haven't tried that restaurant, you should do that, Indian Nepali uh, restaurant. So tell us a little bit about yourself, um, when and where you were born. Well, uh, my name is Royal and uh, Rai, the last name. And um, I am uh, from Bhutan, uh, the country really between the big two, <laughs> uh, big two countries, China and India, that uh, uh, next to Nepal. I was born in um, 1992 in um, a Christian family in really monarch, uh, kingly dominated country. And uh, yeah, I was born there and... Uh, and left the country, Bhutan, when I was three months, just three months, because of religious persecution. Um, my parents were Christian, and, uh, you know, um, Bhutan would not allow any other religion except Buddhism. So we would stand on the frame on our faith. Either we leave our country or the faith. So our parents decided to leave leave Bhutan and went to Nepal. That's my little bit yeah. of uh, who I am, and I'm married, and I'm church planter, <laughs> and a pastor, and I have one beautiful four-year-old daughter, recently moved to. <laughs> yes, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, Royal, you told me that you grew up in a refugee camp. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What was it like growing up there and living out your faith there in the camp? And, sure. And maybe um, some of your call to ministry at that point, too. Sure. Um, this, these pictures are 
um, like after maybe I would say 10, 15 years after our resettlement. This means it's it's we are in the stable situation right here. But uh, during our um, when uh, our parents moved to Nepal in refugee camp, it was just the tents, um, the green tents, and those, and it was. Um, you know, um, in my experience, um, I did not really felt different because I, I, I was raised there, you know. But my parents would say so many uh, bitter stories, um, how they left Bhutan, living there, all, all they had, possessions, citizenships, and everything. And, you know, uh, I grew up over there and with very limited health care, very limited educations and, you know, those very, very limited on everything, you know, and uh, we grew up over there and uh, uh, I spent there 20 years and uh, I, I grew up over there and uh, we, we, we were living there with, uh, with the sense of, you know, going nowhere. Our life would be, you know, over there and uh, we, we, we would never imagine coming to the country like this or third country uh, like Denmark, Australia, Canada, and those stuff. You know, we never thought of that. And we, we just felt like that was our life, actually. And, um, you know, coming from uh, own country and coming to the Nepal and having, you know, uh, taken their land, you know, that uh, camp land was another form of, you know, uh, making them feel like we are taking the opportunity there. And, uh, you know, so much inside and outside we had this kind of operation. Mm. And, uh, mm. but, yeah, we, 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 we were there, you know, and we, yeah, really, you know. So if you, if you YouTube Bhutan, all the videos that come up make it seem like the happiest place on earth. You're saying this isn't true. <laughs> I, I I don't know I don't, I don't want to answer that I guess uh, you know <laughs> so many um, I don't know it's it's kingly dominated country and uh, it's still monarchy mm. and I don't want to involve really into the political uh, yeah, side sure. uh, but um, you know I I've been hearing a lot of underground church been mm. um, growing there yeah but. Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> so when, when did you sense the call to be a pastor? Yeah, when, when we came to Dallas, like, uh, you know, this agency's international organization, uh, uh, international migration organization, IOM, would just bring us to the third country settlement, like all, all those countries I just mentioned before, Australia, Canada, America. We would not know what those country would look like. I, I, I saw burger when I came here and I <laughs> ate the bread first and you know those just just picking everything. That, that was kind of our life back in Nepal and we didn't know anything. We, we were just uh, told that you will go to some place in uh, America like Dallas something and uh, we you know they, they, just, they just pick us from the camp and put it in the, yeah. some places like you know the where uh, we would have a lot of opportunities, like big cities like Dallas, um, you know, Harrisburg, and, you know, those, those kind of big cities where we can get opportunities. And we 
we gather in the Dallas, um, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know, you know, we, we gather there and, uh, and, you know, during those initial time, we, 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 we tried to go to American, you know, English speaking church, but it was really hard for us yeah. that time, you know, going to the, uh, uh, the churches that speaks really different language, worship differently, you know, those kind of, uh, the cultural shock. And, you know, it was really hard for our people. I, I, I used to work as social worker, as interpreter of resettlement agencies, and it was really, really difficult to see our people, you know, um, not being able to worship in their style and, you know, in their mm-hmm. language, you know. And, uh, yes, yeah. you know, we, we just gather in the, in our sister's apartment and we start praying, you know, um, after a couple of years. And they just heard that some people are praying in apartment and we start gathering there. And, I, you know, I, I, I never felt like I would be pastor one day, you know. I was just helping praying and <laughs> gathering people and suddenly we started gathering so much and, you know, I, I felt like I, I never went to theological college and seminaries, those stuff, you know. Never got trained for uh, church stuff. I, I was just working as a social worker, and uh, we started gathering, and we started growing so much, and we we had to rent some space uh, in Dallas. And, yeah. you know, then I, I, I kind of feel like, you know, I, I have to step up as a leader of this these people, you know, who are looking looking to gather and worship in their language, yeah. and you know, um, that's that's kind of like I I felt like I my social working background, case working background, you know, those those two merged together and came as yeah. a call of my life. Yeah. So when you decided to answer that call, uh, you went to Asbury. Yes. Right. Asbury I, be- Before that, I I went to. Uh, uh, one uh, Bible college, and uh, and then I I went uh, for my master's yeah. in Asbury. Yeah. So I want to back up just a little bit. Uh, the immigration refugee organization, um, Royal had told me before there was a handful of countries they were sending people to, and of course most people didn't know what any of those countries were like, and you just chose the United States right. and didn't know what city you would go to. Right. But looking back on that, do you, you, did you see how God's hand was at work and or, Taking right. you to Dallas, right. Texas. Yeah. Yes, yes. We would we would not know like you know which 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 place we would go, and we didn't even know the difference between Europe and America. You know, we just we just felt like we just we just got out from the camp, and it, yeah. it was everything for us. You know, just just take take us out take us out from this slavery. You know, yeah, sure. Yeah, so sure, yeah. so we we came to Dallas, and you know. Uh, you know, uh, just just um, you know, looking looking back and you know, looking yep. all those pictures, I I can sense you know that that's the hand of the Lord. He was protecting us. He was guiding us through this, and I'm I'm really thankful to be here. You know, in America and yeah. and able to serve the Lord. <laughs> yeah. So you were in Dallas what ten years? Yes, ten okay. years. And then how did you how did you end up way up here in the Northeast? That's what my family keeps asking me. <laughs> right. Yeah, um Harrisburg 
you know, um, like I just said, uh, we we didn't had a choice when when we came to America. The immigration agency would pick us and uh, send us to the any cities they have the quotas, you know, and we end up in big cities like Dallas, and our relatives were scattered all over, and and then we got, you know, slowly we got, you know, uh, stable, and our kids begin to go to school, got good jobs and those stuff, and now then we, we found out now, we don't have to stay in the one place, you know, we, we can move, you know, some places that, that is that's good for us, so people realize from so many different states and begin to come to Harrisburg area, you know, culturally we are really like woven culture, you know, we, we love to stay with family, I, I know American do, but uh, you know we we are more like oh, yeah. we 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 can stay with the extended family in one house. Like for instance, mm-hmm. I'm living with my sister's family right now. You know, <laughs> so mm-hmm. so in, in Carlisle, in, yeah, yeah, in Carlisle, yeah. uh-huh. uh, in three bedroom, we can stay like you know ten, eleven people. You know, so uh, that's that's kind of like we are. We started coming here, I think, to establish the new. Uh, new sense of community here, and we kind of like, you know, uh, making the Harrisburg as our yeah. the long lost land. So, so <laughs> some of the projections are there are around fifty thousand Bhutanese, Nepali right. refugees, immigrants right. in the greater Harrisburg area. Right. right. So, uh, you know, uh, we, um, uh, yeah, not exactly sure. That's that's what. Everybody been telling, you know, um, the greater Harrisburg, maybe we could say from Hershey to Carlisle, York, uh, right. you know, yeah, this, yeah. this greater area. We, we may have like more than 50,000 Bhutanese, Nepali-speaking immigrants came here. And, you know, we, we want it to be, uh, you know, the part of the kingdom of, you know, Christ here. And uh, we want to play the part of you know uh, yeah. reaching out to the uh, this you know dominant religious uh, you know belief people like uh, people are from um, Hindu and Buddhist and those those background very uh, minorities of Bhutanese are Christian so we wanted to reach out yeah. those people yeah. like we we were last time trying to find the number like. Less than six percent of fifty thousands are Christians. So we have like you know more than ninety four percent of uh, Bhutanese Nepali uh, in the Harrisburg, area, Greater Harrisburg mm-hmm. area. On fifty plus thousands yeah. are not Christian, Someone. not Bible believing, not Christ believing. So we we wanted to be that church here to reach out those people. Yeah. So we came from Dallas. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. So uh, there are actually, and I don't know if everybody knows this, four or five Nepali Bhutanese congregations that have recently formed. Mm-hmm. I know one meets at uh, Mechanicsburg Brethren of Christ, one at Slate Hill, and, and several others. Um, how is it going for your congregation after a couple of months now meeting here at Grantham? How's, how's that going? We, we are doing very, very good. More than what we prayed for, actually. And, uh, and we are really thankful for Grantham. And, you know, the hospitality has been so much, you know, more than what we prayed for. We, I, I know we prayed before we come here, but the love, the, the support, you know, the parent kind of guidance from the pastor, 
we received here is so overwhelming. I, I can't thank enough how Grantham has received us and the partner us in this work of the Lord. Mm. And uh, it's going really, really well. You know, it's, it's only uh, two months, but we are growing, you know. And we are really excited, you know, what Lord has been doing in this Harrisburg area. You know, we need, we need Jesus. We need Jesus preached to these people, you know. And uh, we are doing that job. And we are really thankful for the partnership everybody has, you know, yeah. done to us. And, um, right. and yeah, we, we are doing really great. And we are really thankful and excited. That's good. So a couple of weeks ago, you, you guys had an official launch of uh, your church plant, and I, I got to be there. Uh, I wanted to tell this brief little story. This is uh, um, Mana. 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 There's actually some relation to you. Yeah. Okay. So I, I simply, I met her and asked her, how did you become a Christian? And I was not expecting the story <laughs> she told me. Uh, and so the, the short of it is she was in, I guess, Nepal. Right, and um, she was deathly ill, and the shaman and other things that she had tried there uh, was not working. Yeah. She thought she was going to die. Right. A Christian pastor came and prayed for her, and she immediately started to feel better. Right. And then she was healed. Yeah. Uh, and and so this opened her up to having this pastor's church meet in her house. She not yet become a believer. Right. Right. Uh, but then after witnessing and experiencing this house church, she did decide to follow Jesus. Right, And she right. wanted to tell me all about that. So right, What an right. amazing story. Yeah, it, it is so crazy that in the east side, you know, the gospel always goes with these healing stories, deliverance, you know, casting out demons and those stuff, you know. And uh, this this is just the one of the story, you know, uh, we, we were just casually talking and eating on the table and she, she, she just happened to come up and we were talking and she just shared casually like, you know, I, I just, I just got healed once they prayed. I was even, I was not even a Christian, you know, <laughs> and then, the, yeah, this, this is just, you know, uh, I think normal in the east side of the world because of, you know, this, the healthcare system is really, uh, limited there and we are forced to believe supernatural mm-hmm. to get healed mm-hmm. to get prosper to get successful we, yeah. you know i know westerners are dependent to the lord but you know we we depend on the yes. supernatural side yeah. so much more well, and i think we have a lot to learn from you guys about that definitely <laughs> so lastly what what um what are some needs and uh, of your people that we could be praying for, and sort of, if you would just share, what's the vision of Ignite Church moving forward in the next couple of years? Yeah, we we are praying to you know um, reach out to these people, and if mm-hmm. God willing, you know, we we wanted to get our own space within five six years, mm-hmm. and um, you know um, we wanted to reach out to these people. You know, we we are in this time that our people are. Especially the younger people, uh, they are they are going through this time of fitting into the society. Like we we grew up in the refugee camp, and we want to act like we we are from here. And you know, it's it's really hard. It's it's really you know hard to see that you know people are uh, fighting for the identities and those stuff and. 
in the process of being some, being look like someone. You know, people are you know taking drugs and doing so much illegal ga- gamblings and those stuff. So you know? Money and material yeah, yes. materialism yeah. has really kind of stifled some of their faith from right, coming here. Right. So you know, um, this kind of stuff is happening. You know, in in our context right now. That's what I have been observing and we wanted to reach out to these people, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and really uh, we, we want to be the, that uh, church that will reach out beyond just yeah. just one generation. We, we want to be that place, that space. Uh, even the older people can come, younger people can come, and mm-hmm. uh, and even the... Uh, the the kids can come and you know take a sense of belonging so yeah, yeah. please pray Great. for us you know as yeah we are. we'll continue to pray and uh, and i'm i've you've said this before sundays at two o'clock is when you guys worship and anybody can come sure yes <laughs> anybody can come but we have small space <laughs> please don't come this this week you yeah, know? don't come today <laughs> don't come today not all of you that's, that's okay. We've got counsel after this anyway. So. Um, lastly, uh, Royal, how can we, there's your beautiful family there and some of your church. How can we pray specifically for you and Ignite Church? Uh, yeah, please pray for our church, you know, as we are growing. And, uh, and also for my family and uh, myself. I'm still in this school for my um, doctoral uh, work and... Uh, and also, uh, you know, we, we just came here two, two months ago, and um, I'm still trying to find uh, some jobs, and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and my wife has been a little bit sick uh, past couple of uh, months yeah, right. yeah, since we came here. And please uh, remember in your prayer, and, you know, um, we just, just pray for us, you know, as... Uh, as you see us, you know, yeah, just uh, just, uh, just come say hi, you know. We 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 are the brothers in Christ, you know. That's right. <laughs> just say hi. Yeah. You're welcome to come in, you know. And yeah, thank you so much for inviting me, yes. sir. And let's let's pray for Royal now. If you would uh, just hold out your hand toward Royal, and we're going to lift him up about these things. Father, we are so thankful, God, that you brought Royal to the United States and that he's ended up here that we could be friends and partners in gospel ministry. We thank you, Lord, for his family and you know all of their needs, Father, for housing, for job, for health. We pray that all of those things would, would come to fruition, that you would heal, that you would provide. Lord, that you would protect them from the evil one who stands against the good work that they're doing. Would you bless his family, Lord? Would you bless Ignite Church? Lord, we bless them, but we know they're already being a blessing to us. And we look forward to the future together, what you are going to do. Thank you, God, for what you've done so far. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.